Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Teamless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Jamin Salmons. Today is a team reveal, the first one of the year. And yes, New Year's Eve, so I thought it'd be a special occasion. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Leading into 2024, I think the minute that 2023 clicks around to 2024, the preseason will officially be underway. I think a lot of content creators are going to get into their work as soon as that January deadline hits. And it's going to become real that 2024 season is coming up and up and coming. So um, I've had a few people send me their teams. Um, great. Everyone is keen for Supercoach. But it's very hard to give advice on teams at this point of the year. I think that um, I think at this point of the year, a lot's going to change between now and the start of the season. And your team is not going to be exactly the same from now till the start of the season. So if you're sending me your team now, I'm happy to give advice. But just know that a lot is going to change between now and then. So um, I think set a base of your side. And then make sure that um, you work around that and then be flexible as well because you, you don't want to have a first draft and be happy with that. And then things happen, but, but you're too, um, don't be too stubborn to try and change things in case something comes up or, you, you know, you got field changes from now till the start of the season. So um, first of all, I am performing or playing in the charity match, the Sports Shed TV charity match on February 3rd. If you don't know what it is, it's a bunch of content creators for the Mark Hughes Foundation versus the Ronald McDonald House Foundation, and I'm playing starting center. So um, if you want to grab tickets for that, the link is in the bio, um, February 3rd. I think the tickets are like $15, and it's at Lincoln Oval. So um, it's going to be a great day out starting center. I'm very keen to get over for some meat pies. So um Check all that out. Check out Sports Shed TV on Instagram. But let's start off with the team reveal. So, first of all, at hooker, I've got Harry Grant and Jaden Braley at the moment. Harry Grant is by far the best hooker in the game, and he's the most expensive hooker in the game at seven hundred fifty thousand. So, I've tinkered with the idea of like going down and saving a hundred k to to like a Damien Cook or something like that. But I think Harry Grant's the one guy that can burn you week in and week out. Um, yes, he he might have two or three games where all these other hookers kind of match him, but he's going to have that 120, 130 game that's going to blow all these other hookers out of the park. And that week, you're going to be so sore that you don't have him. So I think you lock him in now. And I held him throughout the buy period this year, so that really helped me this year. Uh, I think it's the other hooker that you've got to interchange throughout the year. And Jaden Braley is exactly that one at 330000 I think with Jaden Braley, it's funny because Crossland just come leaps and bounds early this year. And it's funny we're having this conversation that Jaden Braley could have limited minutes. And yeah, I think he will have less minutes than he has in the past. But I really think that Jaden Braley is still a lot of value. 330000 I think you've definitely got to look at, lock in 
a hooker at that price. And do we really want to ride the Sunny Luke train once again this year? I don't think so. So I'm lucky in Jaden Braley. Um, I really do like Brandon Smith this year. I think Connor Watson will kind of rotate with him, but I really like Brandon Smith. Another year with the Roosters, he was a popular preseason pick last year, but um, yeah, another season with the Roosters. I think combinations in Supercoach are not thought about enough, especially when a player goes to a new side. It takes them a while to get these combinations and um, – you see, like even Tedesco in 2018, he was an elite player before he went to the Roosters, went to an elite club, but it took him a while just to get going with the Roosters. So um, I think combinations with Brandon Smith, he'll just, I reckon he'll do way better this year. My starting front row, Payne Haas at 750400 and Tom Flegler at 475600 Payne Haas is an interesting one uh, because... I started with him last year and I I had no regrets. I was so happy I started with him because he's doing so well. But then you look back at the stats and you think you could have saved 200K and only missed out on like 15 points week in and week out and bolstered other positions and got more points there. So I think Payne Haas is the first of my guns that I'm willing to chop. The only issue is if I do chop him for someone who's 550, 600, the options aren't that great. Like there, there is Joe Tarpanay who's a hundred K less. There's, there's Tino who's actually more. So I'm, I'm not going to go up to Tino. So I really like, um, just locking in Payne Haas. Uh, for some reason, I, I always do sell him throughout the origin period. So I think the fact that he is going to do a job for you leading up to the buy rounds, and then he's someone you're very happy to sell leading into the origin period. I like, but, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm definitely going to come back to that and I'm really looking forward to the forward, uh, the front row forward episode of Supercoach that we do in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Tom Flegler, 475000 I know I said about combinations and stuff, but front row forwards, they have a pretty simple job and that's run the ball and tackle. And I think you don't really need to know combinations for that. Like with second rowers, outside backs and halves, it takes a while to get attacking plays and combinations going there. But with the front row forwards, Tom Flegler, like he's coming in off origin, playing for Australia. He's coming in as a senior forward into the side. So I really like him. And it just, I think because he's 475,000 playing in a pack who had Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan. He's coming into a pack who have Tom Gilbert, who's who's was magnificent last year till he got injured. Jared Wallace, uh, you got Jesse Bromwich there. It's still a good forward pack, but he's going to be the guy going forward. So he will want to make an impression. My bench, Spencer Linu and Sam Hughes. So Spencer Linu, 330, and Sam Hughes, 238. Sam Hughes, uh, Phil Gould has been quoted, he's training the house down this year. So... We always love hearing that in Supercoach. Um, but Jacob Preston was the guy who was doing it last year. So I really think when Phil, uh, sorry, when Phil Hughes, when Gus Gould says something like that, that one of these players is impressing in the preseason, I think you can't ignore that. So um, I'm really keen to have him, especially at that price. He played five games for an average of 16. If he is training the house down and does get a bench roll, all he needs is 30 minutes and his value there. Spencer Linu, he's an interesting one because there are there are a lot of good forwards at the Roosters. Arguably, arguably, there's more forwards in the rotation 
that are demanding big minutes at the Roosters than there are at Penrith. So Spencer Linu could be a really risky one. Um, but the fact that he has signed with the club, I think it does mean his ambitions are to step up and step up in maybe a bigger minute role or potentially starting. He might play similar minutes, but like last year, he he was playing 25 to, to 30 minutes most games. I, I can't see him playing much less than that if at all. So I really like Spencer Linu this year, but um, if another cheapie comes along, I'm pretty happy to cut him because I, I think he is that guy at that price that's pretty interta- interchangeable. Moving on to the second row forwards, Hamoli Olakwatu is my one gun I've locked in for the second row. So 699,800. I just got a feeling about Olakwatu this year. Um, I wasn't really keen on him last year and he scored a lot of points and a lot of tries, but didn't have massive base stats throughout that throughout them games. But I've got a really good feeling about Manly this year. And, you know, round one in Las Vegas, it just seems like Olakwatu's the place where Olakwatu is going to perform. It just really feels that way. Um, yes, he has signed an eight-year, $8 million deal with Manly. I don't think that means he drops off. I think that means he's comfortable. Um, he's happy at Manly. So I think he's going to step up. And he, he's a second-row forward who has taken a few years to get the consistency together. Last year, the consistency came. And this year, I just think he's going to start the season hot. It's, it's just a gut feeling. There are a lot of value options in the second row, so I really think you've got to think about it hard. Um, I'm not willing to cut Olakuatu at the moment, but um, if some cheapies don't get named, it's going to be very hard to run with him, especially with all the, these value options in the second row. I've got Sean Lane, 446000 uh starting second rower. He's a great option to start the year. I think there's no doubt about it. A lot of people have talked about him. He is starting on the left edge for the Parramatta Eels. Injury-ridden last year, and I think you can pretty much safely say that last year was injury-ridden, and there's no other excuses for that. So healthy this year, I think he'll get back to his 2022 best, which was an average of 65 to 70. Talis Duncan is in my starting side at 321,000. Whispers that he's going to start in the second row. And I put up an Instagram post yesterday and a lot of people uh, went crazy over it because I think he's just that guy who has that super coach friendly game and we all know it. I think he's definitely going to be the Jermaine Hopgood of this year where you you got to lock him into your starting side from round one. And like, because in round one, a lot of people are going to be hesitant to, to start with him because he is, he is cheap and there's all these other options you can choose on your reserves. But I think he's a guy, if he gets a starting role, he's potentially a keeper for the rest of the year. He will share time with Cameron Murray in the middle, I assume. I think they're going to swap throughout the game, but who knows what the plan is. Maybe the plan is to give them both a bit of a rest, but maybe like maybe when Cameron Murray's off the field having a rest, Talis Duncan goes into the middle or vice versa. Um, but yeah, I really like Talis Duncan. He's, his game is just so super coach friendly. Um. My bench, Viliami Kikau, Josh Wong, and Josh Curran. 468, 462, and 421. I love all these options. There's also P. Kura you can put in your side at 420,000. 
the value in the second row this year is so crazy. And I think like looking at that, missing out on someone like Pierre Cura, it's it's real tough because there's so many options and you're missing out on one by going a gun in your second row. But my thought process here is if Oluquatu doesn't start well by round three, I can sell him to one of these mid-range options that, I ha- that I've missed out on. But I've got most of them anyway. So potentially, say Pierre Kura goes off, I can sideways trade. Like say Viliam Kikau isn't really working out, I can sideways trade, make 40K going to Pierre Kura or something like that. So I've got most of these mid-range options. But if you go them all and multiple amounts of them fail, then you have no backup plan. So the, I really like having Olaquatu in there as a potential downgrade option, but and at least you've got that stability there and you don't need to move all six players that you're looking at your starting side on. Um, my starting halfback is Nico Hines at 970,000. So I'm not starting with Cleary this year because I am really worried about... Um, I'm not super worried because Cleary is just a freak, but I think we learned from last year that Nathan Cleary is a September footballer, and we know that we know that he's great. We know that he is the best option on his day when he wants to be, but early in the season, Penrith have just focused on finals football, and we saw last year they lost to the Broncos round one, which everyone wasn't expecting them to. I think round nine, or I think it was round nine, maybe round seven, they lost to the Tigers. They were losing games pretty early on. They lost to Parramatta early in the season as well. So I think they'll be... I I don't think they're the team that are going to emphasize on starting hot. I think they'll get enough wins regardless and they'll they'll be content with that because they know that their systems, it's worked the last three years. They don't need to come out and blow teams off the park because that's what they did in 2020. And frankly, they that was probably their downfall. They wore themselves out and kind of... um, yeah, just got in that mood. Um, so I, I'm i starting with Nico Hines because I do think the Sharks are the side that are going to come out hot and then have kind of a plateau period throughout the middle of the season and then warm themselves up for, for Origin again. So I think they're going to try and get points on the board because last year they, they lost a couple quite early and I think that affected them in their top four choices. So I think they will come out, come out hot. Their draw is pretty good. Don't want to emphasize on the draw, but Nico Hines is the kind of guy who's going to pick apart these teams and really benefit off them. Um, and we just know the last three seasons, he's he's ridiculous. He's the highest highest price player in the game for a reason. Um, my backup half is Jaden Sullivan at three hundred ninety one thousand. Now, if he gets a starting role, goal kicking, I love it. Um, I think off that forward pack. There's a lot you can do as a half running off that forward pack. So um, he showed a lot of promise when he started for the St. George Illawarra Dragons last year. And he just has, has a lot of promise when a guy go, goes over to a new, new club and is young, um, they'll want to impress. That being said, I am worried about the combination side of things. He's in my side there at the moment only because obviously won the talent. And number two... He's 390000 and you're pretty silly if you're thinking that you're not going to have Cleary at some point very early in the season. So um, there are guys like Ronald Volkman, um, Aiden Caesar, who a lot of people are plugging in as their backup half, but 
I think I just wanted to go with someone just a little bit more expensive because I really think you've got to get to Cleary as soon as possible. And that's going to be much harder if you've got a cheapie who's kind of finding their feet, uh, 20 to 30 points every week and hasn't made a lot of money. You're going to have to spend big coin on jumping up to Cleary. Whereas Jaden Sullivan, you know, if he starts slow and he's going to lose money straight away, at least you don't have to find all that cash set aside to go up to Cleary. Like you've got to find cash obviously, but you don't have to find quite as much. Like I think spending 600K from a cheapie to Cleary is a lot harder than going 400K from Sullivan to Cleary. So that's the reason I plugged him in there. And that being said, um, if he doesn't get named and all these other cheapy options are named, fingers crossed he does get named because I really like that stepping stone idea. Um, I can go down to him and I can use that cash elsewhere at the start of the season or or save that cash anyway if my, if I'm happy with my side because I know I'm going to want to go to Cleary very early. Dylan Brown is in my starting 5-8 position, 780,000, 800K. Um, He's someone, the draw doesn't worry me at all with him, um, especially playing Penrith early on. He always scores well against Penrith and Parramatta always play well against Penrith. Penrith are pretty um, fragile early in the season. So um, especially Parramatta coming off not making the top eight last year. Dylan Brown not really um, getting suspended at a crucial part of the season and being a big part of why they didn't make it. I mean, I don't want to say single player is the reason they didn't make it, but he'll be feeling very guilty. And I think he's already been quoted saying he wants to pay the boys back and um, he wants to work hard this season. So I really like Dylan Brown this year. And it's another gut feel type of thing. He's he's someone I think I, I started with. Um, I've had this a lot. So Munster, the year he was off the drink, I was like not moving him when I got him into my side. Uh, there was a year where I got in Jerome Luai early in the season and it was just a gut feel like I was really keen on Jerome Luai and I just had that feeling. So I got him. I didn't even look at the stats and he went on to be a great super coach option that year. Um, so I really liked Dylan Brown at the price and I think it's um, – I think you'd be crazy not to consider him. Kaya Weeks is my backup 5'8", 273,000. I think he might get that 5'8 position, possibly fighting with Ethan Strange for that position. But um, I guess the good thing about that is there's so many positions up for grabs at Canberra that um, if you lock one of them in or two of them in, I think you know two of them are going to get named. There's three or four options that could potentially get named there. So um, lock two of them in, and they're pretty interchangeable once Teamless Tuesday comes. Um, my starting center wing, it's all over the place at the moment. I'm not starting with a gun this year because I really – I like my the core of my side. So uh, Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Olaquato, Nico Hines, Dylan Brown, that's the core of my side. My fullback is also my core as well, but here is my my centers. So I've got Zach Labor, a 465,000. I think the Cowboys, we saw in 2022, they, they talked about their hard preseason all year. And we, we were aware that they had such a tough preseason. Their preseason from 2022 going into 2023 was 
that a lot of people on Australia World Cup camp. So it was very um, disturbed. I think this year I've seen them get into their work, especially on social media, like Tom Dearden's got Drinkwater absolutely training the house down still. Um, not surprised from them. But um, I think the Cowboys are going to start well. We expected them to start well last year, but it didn't happen. I think they're going to go back to the ways that they knew work um, and they're going to do well. So Zach Labor should be a beneficiary of that starting centre at 465000 I've got Taylor May there at 458000 a bit discounted, uh, might play centre. I am a bit worried because I I like him on the wing a lot more than I do at centre, but I also like him at centre a lot more than putting Taruva at centre. So it just depends on how they kind of work out. But um, in that Penrith side, I think anyone at that price in that back line uh, you'd be crazy not to consider Xavier Savage at three hundred fifty thousand, and Bronson Sherry, uh, my other starting centres. Xavier Savage fighting for that fullback position. If he doesn't get it, Chevy Stewart will get it, um, and he's at two hundred and four thousand. Um, so he's someone who you've got to consider as well. But um, if Savage gets a starting spot, he's their X factor. He's their X factor, and you've. I reckon you've got to lock Savage in at 350,000. Fullbacks that are available in the center wing for Supercoach are absolute gold. Bronson Cherry uh, starting at the Bulldogs. Who knows if he gets a spot or not, but um, I'll be looking at someone around that price anyway. Um, I think a few years off in the game, it's very... um, He'll be wanting to come back hot. Uh, I don't expect him to start hot, so he will be a slow burn, but um, he has a lot of talent, so I think pick him makes sense. My bench is a bit awkward at the moment, so I really need cheapies to come through to have the balance of my side work out quite nicely. Um, I've got Chevy Stewart, who I'll I'll change with Ethan Strange if um, he gets named over... if Xavier Savage gets named and Ethan Strange gets named, or I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I've got Kale Eero. Once again, I don't see Talakai moving from the centres, but um, the the chat in the off-season, not, not by the sh- within the Sharks camp or anything, but um, a lot of social media content creators kind of talking about him. Um, I've kind of watched him a lot as well, and I think he's a great player, and I think he's a genuine center that should be there. But I think we've seen in the past, like Jackson Ferris was an up-and-coming center, and they didn't seem to want to give him the the debut at the Sharks. I know Craig Fitzgibbon is coming new, and um, I don't know if he's going to make that decision. So um, I'm a bit scared that he doesn't get named. I don't think he will. I reckon there's probably a... 20% 20% chance he gets named. I think Talakai stays there, to be honest. And I've got Harley Smith-Shields at 238000 Um Once again, just hoping he gets a starting center or wing position. I don't think he's going to get named. But, um, yeah, my side could change drastically because these cheapies don't look like they're going to come. So um, I think that's why Lockie and players like Jaden Sullivan, who are a bit more expensive than the cheapy options, just to allow you to um, downgrade if need be in other positions. Starting fullbacks. So this is an interesting one because a lot of people are going with, you know, your Scott Drinkwaters, your Ryan Pappenhausen's potentially, um, Kalen Ponga, I'm seeing a lot of start, people start with. I'm not starting with Ponga, although, Jesus, he looks 
really, really fit at the moment. So um, I'm starting with Latrell Mitchell. I think the Rabbitohs are a team that starts hot. And yeah, the Rabbitohs started slow last year, but I think that was under the pretense that they thought they were going to play finals football. Um, They couldn't predict what was going to happen towards the end of the season. And understandably so. Latrell, a lot of scrutiny in the offseason. He, he's exactly like David Warner. Every time scrutiny happens, he comes out and has a blockbuster. So I think he's going to start the year hot, especially playing in Las Vegas early on. He's going to want to, he's going to, want to um, stop the show there and be one of the key talking points. No, he's playing Manly and Manly... I have high hopes for this year, but um, I think you can't just base it off round one. You've got to base it off early form and Latrell Mitchell, he is, he'd be the best player in the game if he just, it's kind of like the Jared Hayne effect. He's so talented that you know that he could be the best player if he wants to be, but we know that Latrell, um, he loves his family, he loves his farm time. Like footy isn't 100% what he loves. Like, he loves footy. Don't get me wrong. Um, But we know that he doesn't put 100% of his effort into footy. And that's okay because he doesn't need to. And if you're scrutinizing him for for not putting all his effort into rugby league, well, the reason he's so good at rugby league is because mentally off the field, he's so happy as well. So I think there's a tough balance with that. Uh, But yeah, I love Latrell Mitchell to start the season. And he's one that, I've just got a feeling about, and I don't think I'll, I will start any other way. Jaden Campbell is my backup fullback at 456,000. He is one that under Desi Hasler, I'm very excited for. So um, Desi Hasler has coached two Daily M winning fullbacks, Tom Trebojevic 2021, Ben Barber 2012. I think he's... I think the decision is going to be made this year that Jaden Campbell is going to start at fullback. I don't know what they do with Brimson. Maybe. I Potentially, I see Brimson playing 14. Potentially. I don't know. I don't see him playing center. But maybe they just want to fit him in the starting side. Like, Brimson is such a good player. But I really think for the makeup of that side, Jaden Campbell's got to play fullback. And... In the past, I thought Jaden Campbell was overrated, you know, a bit small for what he is. But last year, he just showed, I'm pretty sure he averaged like 65 in the games he played, 80 minutes. And uh, I think he's at like a 42 average or something. So he is someone I am so keen to start with, especially if he gets that fullback position. It's going to be tricky though, because my fullback of Latrell Mitchell is going to lock out in round zero when they play in Las Vegas. Um, And then... My backup fullback in Jaden Campbell's, he's not going to get named till the week after. So it's going to be tricky to navigate that and see how that kind of works out. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, I'm very excited. And yeah, that's my first team reveal at the moment. So it's up on the screen there if you want to have a look at it. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited. And uh, yeah, cheers for tuning in this this year, guys, for the Supercoach. I know in this offseason, we've been throwing a lot of shit on your podcast feed and your YouTube feed. So thank you for sticking through. I know as soon as the NRL Supercoach stuff come out, you guys watched it. You guys listened to it. So I really appreciate it um, that you've kind of ignored that 
the stuff you're not interested on listening to is in your in your feed. Um, but yeah, if you are interested in listening to some NRL stuff, uh, we got on the burst, which is on our podcast platform feed as well. Um, give that a listen. It's a lot of NRL chat, and like we know we're not experts, so we try and make it a bit fun and make it. Um, Make it lighthearted. Uh, so, yeah, cheers for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in in 2023 and good luck um, in your New Year's celebrations. Hope you get up to a bit of mischief. Uh, I know I'm not up to too much, so pretty quiet one for the Savage household today. So, um, cheers for tuning in and we'll see you next year. Uh, every Tuesday from now on out, we will be uploading uh, NRL Supercoach podcast. So we'll go down from hookers, front rows, second rows, halfbacks, five-eighths, centers, and then fullback options. Um, and then after that, hopefully the trial – I think the trials will be around that point. So we'll be talking a lot of topics and just a lot of gibberish, I guess. <laughs> so cheers for tuning in.